Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. Tonight, we're doing the UFO HQ for headquarters. Also, our UAP associates, our Ace Folk Life associates. We are going to see how this works out in the future by working out all our who's who old guys and the men in black and all of our government people that are veteran volunteers online and helping us as archivists and historians and oral reports and written reports and sharing their various domains and websites and how they actually are collectors under our paranormal topic tonight. We're on the paranormal desk tonight for all you government listeners out there. We award you, commend you, thank you for all your service out there. And there's a lot of us that have worn the uniforms in in uh all of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guards, and we welcome all of you out there sharing if you want to with us any of your UFO sightings or clippings or government uh, Freedom of Information Act files that we're proud to say we're out here posting as baby boomer, baby boomer generations and anybody younger than us uh, all the way up to those that are just now entering the service. We got out and started meeting each other and we wound up after uh, either semi-retired or 50 or above helping each other. And tonight we're going to have Jan Aldrich from the UFO Association who helped us uh, get that started with the Alien Contact Organization with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, having a little trouble tonight. So uh, I'm going to, I've asked for a co-host to help which has been with us over eight years. He's a uh, very experienced in radio show, not one to shy away from the mic. As a matter of fact, his name is Mike. It's Michael Lee Woods, one of our veteran Marine guys from Tennessee. and He's uh, been helping us, and he collects all kind of UFO books and has uh, actually had some radio shows with Stanton Friedman and Kathy Martin, a lot of other people he'll tell us about. I may have to call Jan. I hope uh, I talked to him earlier today. But, uh, Michael, if you'll go ahead and, and uh, talk for me for a few minutes and tell people who you are and where you are and how you got all involved with us and LinkedIn and social media with the Ace Folk Life and the UFO Association, I'd appreciate it. Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> now, first off, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to say hello, and it's always a pleasure to work with you on Radio TJ. Uh, my name is Mike Woods. I am from the backwoods of Tennessee. Uh, I used to do a, a program on deprogrammed radio called Things That Go Bump in the Woods. Uh, and on that show, I talked with a lot of uh, people in the UFO community, uh, cryptids. I've talked uh, white and black magic. Uh, I've, ta- I've talked about other dimensions, um, talk with people about just about everything. Uh, if it was unusual, I, I talked with them about it. If it was conspiracy theories, I talked about it with them. Uh, and today, 
is uh, July the 8th, 2022. And for you historians out there, this is a uh, significant date in UFO history. It was on this date in 1947, and if my math is right, that was 75 years ago today, the United States Army announced it had recovered a crashed flying disc in Roswell, or just outside of Roswell, New Mexico. But this story was quickly changed to a weather balloon. So uh, there's your uh, bit of UFO history for today. And if it hadn't been for that bit of UFO history, we may never have heard the name Stanton T. Friedman. Uh, It was through uh, the work of Stanton T. Friedman that uh, Jesse Marcel Sr. came to light, and he told his story about what happened uh, about Mac Brazell finding this uh, debris on the, uh, on the, Oh, I forget the name of the family that owned the ranch. I, I want to say they were named Walker, but he found that uh, debris, and, of course, uh, Jesse Marcel told his story. Uh, that led, of course, to uh, Stanton Friedman's book with uh, Don Berliner, Crash at Corona. Uh, let's see. There's that's uh, anyway. That's my brief history lesson for today. Uh, I I've been a member of MUFON for a few years. I was a field investigator for a while. I'm not active with MUFON now, but I I'm still an amateur investigator of UFOs and other phenomena, whether it be psychic, cryptid, or anything else along those lines. I've I've been interested in this stuff since I was a kid. Maybe it was because uh, part of it was based on my mom letting me watch uh, the old Universal horror movies even when I was a kid. Uh, one of the first memories I have of watching TV with my mom was watching Bella Lugosi as Dracula and Boris Karloff as uh, Frankenstein. So, uh, and uh, let's see, what else can I talk about? Uh I got interested in UFOs. I've told this story three or four times over the course of the last couple of weeks, but for those of y'all that haven't heard it, I'll tell it one more time. Uh, I was about seven or eight years old, and we were living in Missouri. Uh, Everybody was outside playing. It was a nice, warm day. The kids were out playing. The parents were out in the yards talking across the fences or across the yards. And all of a sudden, all the parents started looking up at the sky. And me being a nosy little fella, I had to see what all the hubbub was. So I went over there and started looking up, too. And uh, that was when I saw my first UFO, which was, uh, it was uh, basically like a a football with flattened ends and lights going around the center. And I'm getting some kind of feedback or something from somewhere on on my through my phone, but so I hope y'all can still hear what I'm saying. But uh, this uh, silver football-looking object with lights going around the middle, it was setting level, and then it started tilting at an angle, and it was gone in in literally the blink of an eye. It was gone. 
And I guess that's what really opened my eyes to uh, unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP or UFOs, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think the term now is UAP, unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, I've seen uh, two or three more since then, including uh, one of the big black triangles, which uh, I think that may be some more of a government project than a uh, extraterrestrial. Uh, uh, is somebody there? I keep hearing some weird feedback. TJ, are you getting that feedback too? Or is it just me? Yeah, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm talking to myself now or and anybody that happens well, to Well, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Oh. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I apologize. I was trying to get in myself. But, yeah, I brought Jan Aldrich on. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize to you, Mike. I thought it was sounded sort of UFO-ish. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this, is, this is the day that, the US, as I said, that the U.S. Army announced it had recovered a flying disc, and uh, oh, the story was quickly retracted. Is that today in 47? Are you kidding me? I don't, I've never celebrated July 8th. <laughs> if uh, if yeah, my math is right, that would be 75 years ago. Wow. Well, this is Jan Aldrich, everybody. And uh, Jan is the head and director of our UFO Association of all the associations. Uh, he's uh, enlightened me on to NICAP and FUFOR and Carl Lorenzen and APRO and the Mutual UFO Network and all those, and Michael and I have both been in MUFON with him and others, uh, paid our dues here and there and yonder. I uh, have never been to a event, but Jan Aldrich, uh, introduce yourself and tell everybody this is a historical day for the UFO headquarters. We're going to meet and have Jan Aldrich and uh, UFO and UAP, I've got UAP Associates, UFO Association, and Mike Woods with Ace Folk Life. And uh, Jan's a historian with our group, too. Uh, you can join us on LinkedIn or Facebook or anywhere out there in social media. But we're going to put up a who's who with uh, all these people, including Stan T. Friedman and Don Burliner and Dr. Bruce McAbee. Jan Aldrich, would you like to introduce yourself to Mike Woods and the world out there? And I'll let you tell you two gentlemen talk for a minute, get to know each other, and I'm going to mute. So, Jan, introduce yourself, please. Okay. Hi, this is uh, Jan Aldrich. Happy to meet you. Likewise. Yeah. So, uh, I've been stealing from the government for 50 years. First uh, in the Army, 25 years in the Army, then uh, 25 years in the post office. Um, And now that I'm retired, I'm still stealing from them. Someday they're going to realize that uh, that's what's happening. But uh, so far they've sent me a check every month, so. (laughs) I got interested in UFOs when I was in junior high, so uh, I saw ball lightning, and that's that's what interested me uh, in ball lightning. And then uh, it's just a short jump to... uh, to UFOs and uh, uh, Edward Ruppelt's book came out 
uh, about that time, and I got a copy, and so that's what uh, got me interested in uh, in the UFO uh, phenomena. So uh, that's quite a wise that. way ago, and it's uh, almost sixty uh, some years. Um, so that's uh, that's how I got into this racket. It's kind of odd you should mention that book, because if I look to my right, that's the first book I see, The Reporter on Unidentified Flying Objects, a first edition by Edward J. Rupel. Right. Amongst several. And and that's uh, that's definitely, uh, has it gone out of... uh, Style, although it's 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 a little old, but it's still uh, we haven't moved much past what he had to say. No, it's still really timely, even even though it was written. Well, I don't remember when it was written, but let me look and see. I'll find out what the copyright well, yeah, is. Yeah, uh, uh, 1956. It came out. Ah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Save me from flipping another page. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you could tell by reading the book that he didn't much like Keo, so I put off reading Keo for about two years, and then when I started reading Keo, I realized, hey, uh, this guy isn't that bad. No, I... I think I have his book here somewhere, but uh, I don't know where it is, but I do have it. I actually ran across it at a yard sale for like a quarter or something. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not passing that up for a quarter. So, No, that's a, that's a good deal. Now they yeah, want I've, 10 or $20, depending. If you go on Amazon, yeah, they pa- want some money for it. Yeah, I've paid a lot more for some books, I'll tell you. Yeah. I've got, myself, I've got a lot of the old uh, books on UFO, whether it be Hynek, Valet, uh, let's see, uh, Ame Michelle, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that first name, but he was one of Valet's influences. I've got both of his books. I've got right. quite a few, most of them, like I say, are, are the old hands. Even paid a little money and got a got an autographed copy from of Heineck's books I lucked into. Uh, at least I'm assuming the I'm hoping I, I didn't pay money for a fake auto or a fake autograph. I mean I know he died in '86, uh, '87, somewhere in that. Yeah, time. yeah, the yeah. I know. I, yeah, he, yeah, he signed a lot of books, so I don't think it's fake. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, that's, I, I think I'm kind of drifting off the subject. I apologize for that. Uh, uh, you're on UFOs. As long as you're on UFO books, well, of course we're here to promote, you know, people, the names well, of the people who've helped us build. Well, we're I'm, standing on shoulders of giants. Talking about autograph books, I, I think kind of drifting just a little bit off the focus, and uh, I, I do apologize for that. Uh but uh, now, okay, you told us how you got started uh, uh, with your interest in it. Uh, 
And I'm a, I'm a, you said you were a veteran of the, you said you were a, what, 20, 20 or 25 year veteran? I forget now. Uh, yeah, it's 25 years I was in the, in the Army. Okay. Uh, and uh, during your time, uh, did you, when you were in the Army, did you uh, see or find out anything uh, while you were there? No, no. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything about UFOs uh, in my official duties. I didn't, didn't hear anything, uh, nor did I see anything. And I'd been uh, overseas uh, uh, seven times. But, uh, nope. Uh, I, you know, I've been... People knew that I was interested in UFOs, you know, the, when I was in uh, Germany... Uh, in uh, Augsburg, the XO called me down, the battalion XO. Said, Tell me what you know. And so I didn't have anything from the inside here. Um, even though I was an intelligence uh, NCO, uh, there was nothing I knew. Uh, uh, Involving my job, of course, I found out a lot of stuff afterwards, and and uh, you know, uh, digging yeah. through the archives and stuff. But I no, I uh, on regular duty, no, I didn't, I I didn't see anything or hear anything or have any UFO sightings. Uh, what and, what uh, have you found? I, I heard part of I heard the show last week, but. Uh, what what have you found out? Well, you know, Valet uh, just put something up on the Internet a while back, and he said, I don't know what UFOs are. And I, I said, yeah, I have to agree with you. I'm not sure what they are either. They're, they're pretty uh, mysterious. So um, that's about where I am. Uh, it sure is some interesting things about them, and I tried to follow them as close as I could, but I'm still mystified. And uh, Yeah, his viewpoint has changed. I mean, back when he was working with Heineck originally, he was uh, of the extraterrestrial school of thought, but I've re- his more recent books, Dimension, Confront- Confrontations, and Revelations, he seems to be drifting more towards uh, interdimensional beings now, it seems like. But like you said, he's really not sure what they are. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that seems to be it. Yeah, he seems to think it's uh, it's interdimensional. Um, so I'm not sure how that works. Uh, so I'll let him uh, theorize on that. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm more or less just like I said, mystified, puzzled, and uh, you know, just kind of uh, trying to find all the uh, information I can. Um, and I'm pretty well uh, here. I'm looking. I'm pretty well uh, um, surrounded by UFO stuff piled up almost. <laughs> 
So what we're trying to do is get uh, get some of this material um, digitized and uh, get it to Kufos and put it in their files, and we'll have a digital file and a regular uh, um, paper files. And I have quite a bit of stuff here, and I've been sending it in. I sent in about 45 boxes so far from my collection. Mm. So, um, And I've been to the archives, the National Archives, at least uh, five times. But I've also been to the uh, Naval, Naval War College. Um uh, the uh, Army uh, Historical Institute and the Air Force uh, uh, Historical Agency. I've been down there three times, so I managed to collect a lot of official documents doing that. <clears throat> Still, there's you know, there's plenty more to find. And uh, so right now what I'm, I'm going to do, uh, starting Monday, I'm going to go up to the University of uh, Wyoming and look at uh, Dr. Richard Haynes' um, papers. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> He has collected about 3,000 UFO aircraft sightings. I have some of them already that I've copied, but uh, uh, the the majority of his sightings or his uh, files are at the, the University of Wyoming in Laramie. And I'll be heading up that way uh, starting Monday. I'll probably be there for about 35 days, I think. All right. Well, let me ask you a question while we're talking about archives. Uh, are you familiar with the website, uh, The Black Vault? Yes, I am. Yes. And uh, I've, I've had interaction with... Uh, uh, John several times, and I just sent him uh, uh, a, uh, a lead to an FBI document he may not have from, of all places, Mexico. So, uh, yeah, we've, uh, uh, over the years, a few times we've, uh, we've met. Uh, I met him out in California at... Uh, uh, Gordon Lohr's home, Gordon's passed away, but he used to be the uh, uh, assistant director of NICAP. But he has since passed away, unfortunately. And uh, it, it's a terrible thing because his knowledge is lost. Although I copied all his files. So, at least his, uh, his written record... Uh, still exist as far as UFOs go.
Okay. Uh, you said you're still uh, pretty much uh, mystified by what uh, UFOs are, whether it be alien, interdimensional, or I have read somewhere, I think Valet sort of hinted at one point he might have thought that it was some kind of a uh, government uh, uh, trick, for lack of a better word, to come to mind offhand. Do you have any personal point of view on the subject? Uh, Yeah, I, um, I, I did meet him. Uh, in California back in uh, in the 90s and he had that idea about the control uh, mechanism and uh, uh, Dr. Fred Beckman was with him at that time and he uh, Beckman has a more developed idea about that um Interesting, but I, um, I have trouble buying what uh, what they were selling. Um, I'm not so sure that uh, the government is um, is that advanced. But uh, yeah, they, they both of them at the time were were pretty well uh thought that that might be the answer but i think ballet's pretty some somewhat wandered away from that though um beckman i haven't been in touch with him for a while um ballet seems to be more uh like you said interdimensional some kind of interdimensional interference with us to, Frankly, I don't know, so I don't, you know, I don't speculate. Now, personally, I'm not, what did you say his name was, Beckman? Yeah, Fred Beckman. I think I may have heard the name mentioned or read it somewhere, but I'm really not familiar with uh, his point of view on it. He was uh, he was one of Heineck's uh, assistants, That's and then when Valet went to California, Beckman followed Valet to California. So then he was more okay, or less uh, Heineck or Valet's uh, 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 assistant. Let's say it that way. Okay. Yeah, he went to, you know, Valet didn't like to go to these conferences and stuff, so he sent Beckman to a lot of these. Because, you know, everybody everybody be over there fawning all over him, and he couldn't couldn't really get a reading about what was going on. So Beckman would go and bring back the information, and they would talk about it. Uh, Like I said, I see the I think valet has like you said has uh changed his mind somewhat from the control mechanism to the uh interdimensional uh it's hard to tell 
I mean, I'm sure the government has a lot. I've, I've heard it said that if the government rolls out a new, whether it be fighter plane or anything along those lines, whatever they're rolling out is probably about 20 years out of date. I've heard that, and that, while that may be true, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm sort of inclined to think that uh, you're probably right. I don't think we are. I don't think we're that technologically advanced to be pulling stuff like that. Uh, maybe they could throw the holograms out there that would look like something solid, and maybe that explains some of it. But now, as far as how far they've gotten with mind control, I don't. I think that seems a little bit far fetched right now, even for me. And I'm pretty pretty uh, agreeable to believe in just about anything sometimes, but that even that seems a little far-fetched. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I talked to, uh, I, I interviewed with uh, Tom Colleen. We interviewed uh, Milton Torres, and he was a U.S. fighter pilot, and uh, uh, he had a sighting in England while he was there, and his uh, his sighting is not in Blue Book. His his incident is not in Blue Book, but he told us about it. Um, he was uh, ordered to scramble. He and his uh, wingman were s- scrambling for a UFO, and. Uh, uh they're approaching the UFO and uh Taurus told me he said it is the brightest thing he ever saw on his radar. Now uh at this era in the uh mid fifties um they had what was called the Mighty Mouse Rockets. So the uh, ground control would uh, would line them up with uh, their target and then tell them when to fire. So Taurus is, like he said, this is the brightest radar picture he ever saw. And he's heading towards the uh, the UFO and ground uh, the, the ground controller told him go ahead and fire on it we don't know what it is so just as he pressed the button the ufo went away so uh so Taurus said after the uh, incident here comes this guy to uh talk to him and he didn't show him Air Force credentials. He showed him uh, uh, national agency uh, credentials, uh, um, NSA, you know. So uh, uh, the guy identified himself as being with NSA. So, uh, and he asked Taurus about the case and everything and uh, uh, Taurus gave him the you know his his answers and 
but that did not show up in the Project Blue Book files. Um, so it's, you know, Taurus has told me. I don't know what the heck I saw. It could be some kind of spoofing that the NSA was doing, and they just wanted to see how effective they were. But uh, he was that's scrambled into a, a thunderstorm, and that's kind of dangerous. So I'm not sure they would do that. But uh, yeah, he uh, he was not uh, he was not questioned by the uh, by the Air Force. He was questioned by the National Security Agency. Hmm. That is, that is kind of interesting. Uh, 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 you're doing great. Have you got anything? You're doing great, Michael. <laughs> Michael and Jan, well, you're doing you're doing great. You guys uh, both slow on the uptake when it comes to communication back and forth, but. <laughs> Without me in here scrambling you guys up so we we can do this UFO business, let me ask you guys. You know, let's uh, we've got all this history that Jan's going out collecting, and then he's we're going to miss him, I guess. Jan, are you going to be you're going to miss us for uh, thirty or forty days? Are we going to do a live on the air from wherever you're traveling to? Or yeah, maybe uh, gonna... maybe we can do that at. Uh... <clears throat> Um, in uh, in uh, at the at uh, Wyoming up there, uh, uh, see, I want to. I don't. I don't want to waste any time while I'm there. There's a, there's a lot to do. Of not. Yes, but uh, maybe Friday night we can uh, arrange something. Okay, we'll see about that. Now yeah, so you know Saturday you're going up there. And Sunday, the... I don't have I don't have anything to do, so I have uh... Saturday or Sunday. Saturday's yeah, great. Saturday or Sunday, I have pretty well free, so I can you know wash my clothes and oh, <laughs> that's what Michael did like that. <laughs> so so I could maybe do a program during that time. Um, All right. Well. We could count on it, and whatever time you're over there, just let uh, I'll I'll uh, if if I'm allowed to call you, you never you've always answered your phone for me, so we'll see if we get good reception out there. And Michael may uh, agree to come on. He's been very supportive lately. Uh, I've needed it, so he's there for me. And Janet did one uh, for an hour or so last night. Ben Pelham, I'd like to meet you. He does. E.T. is here already, and then he uh, tracks him on the moon and has all these maps. He just wants uh, Mike to interview him uh, next week on Wednesdays. He, we're gonna, he's going to come for a couple of weeks anyway. Now, you want to talk for a minute, uh, bring people up to speed where we are as far as uh, all the stuff. I don't know where we are with the stuff you heard the last time you reported regarding uh, the session for the Senate, but will they return or make any uh, new things for the UAP uh, or the Space Force? Or are we, you know, do you have they either one of you guys, you going to track that for us? They do say that the Senate is planning to hold hearings, but uh, we don't have anything um, more substantial than that. 
Uh, well, they keep they're saying gonna, they're going to go in the back room, right? They, it's like it's sort of not that entertaining since they're just coming on to make an appearance and then talk about behind closed doors, you know? Yeah, they it's, may uh, do that. Not very appealing on CBN or PBS or whatever station you watch no, out no, there, um, Newsmax or NBC it's, yeah, it's, or ABC. It's, it's, it's hard to get anything out of anybody anymore. They want to classify everything. They're... I yeah. mean, you know, well, the latest stuff they've they put out, they classified the shapes. I'm saying, you know, <laughs> so what? You know, uh, why is that? Why is that? Because Project no Google idea. didn't classify the shapes. Well, we have near-Earth you know, objects. You can see we the different those... shapes in, yeah, you well, can see the like different shapes in Project Google. Well, you know, I've got my book here. It's fallen off in pieces. It must be one of the original from the, it says the original copyright. Look up this book about unidentified flying objects, dash UFOs, all caps, flying saucers in parentheses, or quotes. It's actually more than a book. It's a report because it's the first time that anyone, either military or civilian, has brought together in one document, all the facts. So this is this about this fascinating subject. You know, and then uh, Michael mentioned Roswell 47, and I was, had the pleasure of working a little bit on that, going out looking for hard uh, pieces from Jesse Marcel in 75 and 6. Maybe it was 76. I, I never did get that down. I think uh, Stan kept uh, changing it to 76, but... I'll have to go back and do an investigation on me doing an investigation. <laughs> I just did my did my part. But, you know, a lot of people have passed over, folks. So if you've got relatives that collected anything and the UFO business would like to hear it or have it. or uh, Now, Jan, tell, me, tell uh, Mike how all this came to be with Foo Force. And uh, I... I told people last week about you being on uh, one of the channels, CBN or something, about Don Berliner. And uh, uh, Mike, just so you know, Don Berliner or Berliner, I would call him Berliner. He would say, no, it's Berliner. So I remember several times on the show. But I was out doing investigation on books in the UFO field and then what was happening to him and Stanton. And I won't get into the investigation but i was the investigator for all of them back then but at the same time uh, i came in later i wasn't in uniform when i was working for them i was out of uniform now uh jan's been helping me put some of the dots together like uh unofficial cover whether i was with whatever part of the intelligence community or not at all or just being a you know i had assured confidential investigative reports and i'd make just get the facts ma'am like dragnet you know but I did uh, I did some criminal, mostly plaintiff uh, defense, but uh, mostly uh, it was arson, fraud, subrogation. But there was something going on with uh, publishing companies back then and who was getting the rights. And uh, a lot of my authors back then, I got involved and in, I still have an author's club. But uh, Jan, tell uh, Mike, you've been doing this kind of collection all the way back to NICAP. And I know he said he listened last week. But how are we going to pull all these different uh, – so many people have passed over transition, folks. We're we're doing what we can. And Jan physically – Jan, how old are you now? You're 78? Yeah, I'm 78, so 
I won't be doing this much longer. Ken is turning 80 this year, folks. Uh, Ralph Kennedy Mm -hmm. Johnston that worked at NASA when uh, I was a kid. Well, when I was out there and uh, he worked with my father-in-law and my husband. And my husband worked in NASA for Chris Craft. And then uh, we lived there and, you know, talked to the astronauts and all that. That was really going on. As far as I know, we went to the moon. But all that is part of our history. Now, Jan, you've been all the way back to... Uh, do we go back to the 60s? I saw Dr. Bruce McAfee. I go back to the 50s. You, you were collecting I found my first 50s. government document in 1958. First government. is that That's like the find. When you talk with Don Berliner or Stan or any of those people, Dr. Bruce McAfee, did y'all ever compare notes? I know that oh, you said yeah, something yeah, about Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Well, then how, yeah. explain, weave that together for the new people because, you know, uh, Mike and I are, are going to try to hold this together with uh, inside the new Internet in, in this, oh, Lord, the Internet highway we built through the 80s and 90s and 2000s and the 20s that the kids are going to try to, you know, work on their phones with apps these days. But tell us. How are we going to pull all this together? Because you're still have, having to go back and get all the hard copy digitized, and I was doing that in the government in the 80s when they brought me back in, sitting next to a Kodak camera, sliding stuff under and having to change the rolls of the film to document all our contractors at Navy Regional Finance Center outside of Great Lakes, one of my jobs running that, and then paying 2% 10 discount on our contractors. I got a lot of intelligence work paying bills but uh, and photographing stuff. So did Jan out of Pennsylvania. I mean, uh, yeah, Jan at Lesson. There's Jan Aldrich, Mike. There was Jan Harzan, and then there's Jan Maccabee, and then there's Janet that was married to, uh, oh, I forgot, and then Janet Airlines, which was one of the security guys that was the CIA's wife. They named it Janet Airlines. They use still today in Vegas. Janet Lesson, but it's odd that the Janet's got the scribe connections. I apologize for that. I can't seem to turn off the music every time I do. I don't know where it comes from because it, it won't go off. I try to power it off. That's enough. <laughs> the world will not leave me alone. Okay. Um, that's always been an issue. I have several phones, different uh, groups, folks out of Virginia or California or Mexico or Texas or here, a couple and three or four of them here in Gulf Breeze, the Mecca HQ. We're going to hold on and do the best we can, but we're changing to the, we're doing our best with Jan. Some of the hard copies are going back into the universities. And Jan, tell, you, you helped us last week sort of understand uh, how many more people like you are historically at that meeting every year that you just got back from in Michigan? A, couple of months ago or I don't even know how long well it's easier now because we're doing we're doing zoom conferences so maybe half the people are um there and then the other half are are overseas so uh Eduardo Russo was there this last time from Italy so he was from overseas and he was he was telling us about the situation in Italy and uh Well, we Mike were able to ask him things about us. what was going on in the Italian uh, sphere, and 
Well, how does all that weave together? How is all this going to weave together with historians and uh, archivists, librarians, and libraries? uh, I I also mentioned. uh, I also mentioned uh, uh, Vicente. Juan Ballistro Olmos in Spain, and he has been keeping track of um, foreign governments that have been releasing UFO files. Well, so we, how many countries he, at this point can we acknowledge that you personally have a point of contact in each country? Because on I, my I have, yeah, here, I have, I have no. Uh, no points of contact anymore, but uh, I did know uh, Jean-Jacques Valesco in France, and he was the head of uh, the government French UFO. Uh, what about Australia? You're sending your files for Project 1947. I know you have the New Mexico. Uh, well, yeah, but I, for... uh, they're they're not they're not government people. They're like uh, um, now you're talking government versus civilian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keith Basterfield and uh, Bill Chalker, and they probably know more about what happened in the Australian government than the people in the government anymore because they've been doing this for years too. Do they work at Pine Gap in the middle of no, Australia? No, they do they not. Work? They're not government people. They're um, Okay. But they've been uh, they've been getting files released. Uh, Trucker was the first one that was invited um, in the modern era. Um, Back Australia. about fifty six, back about fifty six, a guy named Gerald uh met with the uh, Australian Air Force. So that was the first uh contact with government people, UFO people with government people, but um, well, I used to be passport ready. I paid my dues in and out of country till I was tired. Now you're passport ready, aren't you, Jan? What about you, Mike? You passport ready? Ready to go anytime? Yeah. Hit the jets? All right. All you military out there, keep your passports ready. We never know when we'll need you as civilians and our volunteers, but we're going to gear up to uh, do Zoom. How's that? (laughs) Zoom. So uh, (laughs) Back when we flew, we say Zoom, we meant a, a jet. Now it's inside the cyberspace. Well, Jan, you know I'm here to build the Internet Highway with everybody else in the various levels, grids, cords, diameters, azimuthal equilateral triangles or whatever. But if we're not going to keep up with the sizes and shapes in the government and they want to go behind closed doors uh, live streaming, that just doesn't make sense to me. Why even come on if they're not going to talk to the people? So Right, we're right. Out it's here. kind of silly. It's kind of silly because – the Canadian government is not like that at all. So we're still um, using Canada where I got started. They started releasing my intel or my information and my books and all that with UFO Digest in 2007, August 2007, and it changed the whole world. And inside all the numbers were hit up so 
were peeking off of the registers. They were like, yeah, so, wow, um, what do you do? So you've got Canada, so the, Australia, Canadians, Italy, Spain. The, the Canadians, the, uh, most of their files are now at the mm-hmm. University of Manitoba. So Canadian so the, point. The person, the point university. of contact was uh, the point point of contact was Chris Rakowski, and uh, uh, one one day he went to uh, some kind of a a government uh, conference. He wasn't necessarily there to do UFOs or anything, but he was he was present, and they were they were talking to him. Um, some of the people that are involved in uh, government UFO research in Canada, and uh, they said, you know, we we don't have anybody to bring all this stuff together. And so, uh, as Rakowski said, I opened my big mouth and said, well, send it to me. I'll take care of it. (laughs) So he didn't think they would ever do that. He didn't think they would do that. Uh, a couple of months later, they um, they told them, okay, you're going to get military stuff from the uh, Navy, Army, and uh, Air Force, and uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Wow. And you're going to get sci- stuff from scientists when they had what they called the non- meteoritic file. Well, where did so, he keep it all? Did he have like a huge Yeah, he had his or? own uh, he had his own storage place and and now that he's getting up there a little bit, uh he contacted the University of Manitoba and they said, "Oh, we'll take it, sure." So, I he got they're going to it give off. it to them. So, it's going to be at the University of Manitoba and they have enough money and they're going to scan all this Canadian stuff. It's going to be available uh, to the they're public. They're going to get over on us. Well, what about the United yeah, States? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, you know, that's why I say uh, we can view what's going on in North America through the Canadian window. <laughs> Sounds like Dr. Even though Gordon they want Peterson. to keep everything secret in the in uh, in the United States, uh, Canada's open for business, so. All right, North um, America, let's get busy. But that is Canada and Mexico. Yeah. But, you know, we need to – NAFTA training didn't do so well. But, folks, the United States of America, we really – a global economy when it comes to the United States of America and UFOs, UAPs, and uh, flying saucers, if you will, and our historical past. Yeah. But as historians uh, – So, you know, Chris gets – Chris gets stuff, the UFO sighting may start over Canada or it may start over the United States, but if it goes into Canada uh, or or leaves Canada, uh, they have records of it. So What happened with Stan's stuff now? They're, uh, Stan's family or Stan the, um, David? Yes, it's at the Legislative Library of... Uh, uh, New Brunswick. All right. So that is, are we going to just I think keep, it's a legislative think, library. Anyways, it's a government uh, library. 
All right. Well, Mike, we're going to try to do a database of faces and links. I don't know if we'll have enough room to put all the social media, but we'll, we'll have the Internet names of who's who and links. You know, Stanton Friedman and Kathy Martin and Betty Barty Hill and Dr. Bruce McAbee, of course, and Don Berliner, Don Hall. Who else? He, you want to go all the way? You want to go back to Nightcap and then Carl Lawrenson? I've already done a YouTube on uh, Carl Lawrenson and uh, QFO Center for UFO Studies and J. Allen Hynek. I, you can't. I can't do enough. I haven't really just devoted any documentaries, but there's plenty out there, folks, on J. Allen Hynek, Project Blue Book. And you know, Jan and I've already discussed a couple, few times that. Mike, what would you like to see more of? You represent Tennessee at Ace Folk Life, really the United States. But we've got to do uh, all the countries, 195 countries, folks. Uh, that's not even all. And we've only got seven plates. And I, many years, 40 or 30 years ago, we said we would do it by plates. Mike, you got any ideas on how to get this all organized in the Internet? Uh Ideas all pen? No, give me some time and I'll think about it and come up with something. <laughs> okay. A list of the 195 countries would be nice. <laughs> but we need to get them, make sure we know where they're at on the plates. But uh, the reason is, folks, this is uh, a, a water planet. And if you go off planet, bird's eye view, look down, we're all just the same. Okay, we're all the same species. Uh, not to get us mixed up too much with Bigfoot. Sasquatch, SETI, what see SETI, what they see, and you know, but Hoagland guys got this uh, on the map with NASA down here in Florida doing the maps with Ken, uh, Ralph Kennedy Johnston. Y'all can listen to that on Art Bell. They're putting those some of those stories back out again, and uh, we'll have Ken back on here at least before his 80th birthday, but he's recuperating mm-hmm. after a slight heart attack. And uh, Jan, let's talk about how you're gonna. I know you're going to get back out there hustling again, but tell us, when you were young at NICAP, did you go straight from NICAP to CUFOs and MUFON, or what is the sequence? Yeah, no, no, I I, uh, um, I left the United States about, uh, um, well, I, I was overseas for a year in uh, 1980, before you that, I've been theater? over there. For, yeah, I've been over there from '67 to '72 uh, in Korea. All right. And even before that, I was over there '68 uh, to '69. So I was in Korea for a lot of time. And Did then you I was in in Germany you and the Italy. Are you, what What's was it? The line in North. You had to work on the fence, right, Koreans? Did you have to literally go out there or just – what were you doing in North Korea, if you don't mind me asking? You didn't have to walk oh, the well, fence, I wasn't in North you? Korea, but um, – yeah, we uh, – Did you get any bullets? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but every once in a while I came across a line and, and tried to start stuff. Yeah, I um, Yeah, yeah, and, and – uh, there were a few Americans that got wounded or killed uh, during thing, some of those yeah. infiltrations. What they used to call them is infiltrations. And uh, wow, 
And you were there. Uh, you got, did you get to write up the report or have it come into Intel? No, security? no, I didn't do any of that. I was uh, I was in meteorology then, so I didn't do any of that when I was in Korea. What's a meteorology in Korea? In Korea. Later well, on, when I mean? went to Germany, I was in intelligence. Not. Well, uh, North Korea. What does a meteorologist do? You were watching for UFOs. No, no, we. Uh, uh, the Stars? guns need weather data to correct for uh, winds and uh, uh, atmospheric density and wind speed and direction. The guns need that kind of data. Plus, um, the forecasters need data too. So, um, you supplied maps. So we used to send in we used to send in data to the Air Force, and they would do. Uh, they would do the uh, um, uh, the forecasting, and we would send uh, uh, data into the guns or the rockets. We had the Honest John, and it needed weather data uh, close to the Earth because before it really got going, it was susceptible to be knocked off course. So we had you know, they only had, had one one large honest John was it? No, we had all kinds of honest Johns. <laughs> we used to fire honest Johns all the time, and then the, the <laughs> Koreans took them over. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. So oh, um, we leave all our stuff behind. We can, okay, we're going home See, now. Honest, honest Johns could fire. They could fire nukes. They could fire chemical, and they could fire high mm. explosives. Oh, so great. that was a, it. Was a it was a nuclear capable weapon, and so all uh, like I said, about half the time I was in the military, I was in a, I was in a. Uh, more than half the time, I was in uh, units that uh, could fire nuclear weapons. And then when I got to Germany, I was in the nuclear weapons program, so I was in a position to um, relay orders and things like that. But we weren't really uh, shooting nuclear into the atmosphere no no but they you know they they had constant practice constant constant what were we practicing with dummies what do we practice with dummy shots oh yeah they um uh first of all we would we would shoot we would shoot uh every year uh, a number of uh, honest john missiles when i was in korea in uh In Germany, we would, uh, you know, practice uh, maneuvers, uh, you know, that would uh, during the uh, during a possible wartime, we would practice uh, our maneuvers, things like that. And you have a constant uh, uh, message, uh, constant. Every day you get one or two through through the uh, through the network, and you've got to be able to uh, uh, detect 
and uh, uh, perform the uh, uh, or practice performing the uh, uh, what exercises you. Uh, Involving nuclear weapons might come up during a war, so it's a, well, it's a constant readiness thing. Well, you know the Rendlesham Forest thing. Uh, of course, we had the uh, bell back in Pennsylvania, right? But we only we only seem to historically benchmark certain famous UFO sightings, and they're not even covered in you know the latest 2022. <laughs> live streaming Zoom videos, CNN, ABC, NBC, all the major channels uh, with these people. So I want to bring all our history to the forefront saying, look, you know, these, you know, we had newspapers. We actually had journalists. And, yes, they knew not to put any, uh, much nuclear or anything with National Security Agency or NSA or anything to do with, uh, you know, things that weren't supposed to be reported. Do you want to explain to the people about on the record and not on the record again? Or we, we were trying that last week to explain to people because you were pretty hot the day that they had that dog and pony show <laughs> with uh, saying, okay, we're going to talk about the UAP and, you know, all of that. So can we sort of wrap all that in a ball with what we're going to do with our UFO HQ, with our websites and links? Because, folks, it's very expensive to put it all in one place. So we're going to put the hard copies in the libraries if we can, and we're going to get each of these associations. And Jan has worked around all that. Bigelow tried and failed uh, with MUFON, FUFORS, and all that. How much you're involved in all that FUFORS? How much did Bigelow get for trying to do what we're going to try to do and make, uh, you know, the splinter then and have our own outside well, he put the his government? Own, I, you know, I, I used his money, but I didn't oh, get it did? directly from him. I got it from the uh, UFO Research uh, Council. So How many people? So that was and uh, MUFON together. Are we still and, dealing uh, with those? All, we've so still I got, all I got money to go around the country and uh, um, uh, check various archives and uh, newspapers for UFO sightings. Yeah, um, but how long ago was that? Because remember last – Mike, that were was, you listening uh, that, last? That was – it started in 94, and I, I was uh, – uh, Bigelow's money stopped in '97. That's when like I saw I said, you on it TV. It didn't come right? directly to me. It went. It went through the mm-hmm. UFO Research Council. So it stopped in '97. But I said I am not going to stop. I'm going to keep doing this. But I'll be doing it on my own. I, and uh, <laughs> you so people have helped me it. out one way or another. Uh, they give me money, or uh, I've got access to their files. Like I went down and uh, talked to Doctor Willie Smith, and he's from Uruguay originally. Is and he still he's alive? A, he was a physics pro- He was a physics professor. Is he still alive in Florida? No, no, he's passed away. 
Darn. So, <laughs> I was going to get some help. So well, how, I, uh, I, we can do this, folks. We're going to do this if everybody will just stay on the planet. Mike, how long are you going to be on the planet? <laughs> Until I help leave, you, I suppose. <laughs> Until you transition. Yeah. Well, that's what yep. Jan's in a hurry about. Jan was thinking he was dying of cancer for a while. He couldn't talk. He had his throat worked on. And as you're, are you in? Re- and then he lost his sister. He thought he was going to give what little money he had working as a postman to his sister. And bless her heart, she passed. So Jan's recouping, and going well. Now, Jan, how are we going to do all this? Because you guys need scanners. But you, you said you got this. Big shot with MUFON over there in New Mexico that all the women like. It's not getting all the Hollywood attention and and MUFON, right? Tell us about that guy that you're helping out because he's showing up at the events and being the big collector now, right, for MUFON? What's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, David Mahler. <laughs> we got to give so him some insight. Uh, okay, so <laughs> had, all of, all yeah. of the uh, – Nightcap and uh, Kufos material is now under his control. Ah, okay. So well, what about you Jan? know, as I what scan about- as I scan stuff, I am sending it to him. So, I, like I said, I've sent him about forty-three boxes from here. All right, uh, Mike, write that down for our historian groups around the world and. We're going to have all our point of contact. At least we'll know who to send them to. And we'll get all so, the people uh, to see a headshot from him. <laughs> get a point of contact phone number for him. He's still on the planet. Is he a young guy, like under? Yeah, he's a young guy. He's in his 50s. He's in his 50s. Oh, yeah, he he's just, a young guy. Good. He, he just he just <laughs> went down there and, and gave a he gave a talk at Roswell this last yeah. weekend. Yeah. And he's up there at the MUFON conference this weekend. Oh, yeah, good, good. So he's the big shot now, okay? He's got his finger on the button for all the boxes. Is that it? Yeah, or well. All the women, anyway. Antonio Huinas, uh used to have uh, – um, he used to have uh, – uh, uh, an internet blog, um, and uh, he's been all over the world, and of course, everywhere he goes, people give him stuff, so he's transfer- transferred all that over to Dave. So Dave oh, had Dave a is the guy. Dave so is Dave the guy, had, Dave had about... Uh, 20 or so boxes of filing cabinets already from Antonio. Well, Mike, write that down. And, and just David. earlier this year, or uh, excuse me, last year, last year, he picked up 88 boxes from uh, Antonio. So he's well, been he he's, these- he's been working getting that into files and stuff like that, and into uh, filing cabinets. <laughs> so I've slowed down in sending him material because he's got plenty to do already. Well, they can't. the world can't expect the United States to hand MUFON one guy 
when they're trying to do events and, you know, time and, you know, at the same time, there's work to do, right? People got to go to work. You know, I work pretty much all day analyzing what's out there on all these television shows and YouTubes and news. And then I, you know, have to build websites and stuff. But I tell you, I got to just get the links to everybody and learn who everybody is again. I I thought I was going to get to retire, but it's not looking that way, folks. Looks like I got to go back the other way and start helping us. Let's get all this organized out there, all you people out there in tech land. We need technology. We need, you know, developers. We need volunteers, GitHub people. And we need you guys don't have anything to do out there, but help us in the UFO world. (laughs) Jan needs a lot of help scanning, but we have to trust you because these are old documents that we may or may not be able to replace again. And that's what all these old guys were doing out there and all these people that were helping us around the world in their Jan, tell them about, you know, they're keeping them in their garages. And I remember up there in Chicago, this, there, and the other. Tell us about the Chicago people. They used to work with uh, TUFOs. Remember you were up well, yeah, there? Yeah, uh, I remember. They, they went ahead and sent all their files to Dave. So <laughs> Dave has the files in, in New Mexico. He got, he got uh, 16 filing cabinets and a lot of boxes of material. And so when uh, when I was down there, I carried or I sent uh, several boxes home to scan because they hadn't been uh, uh, filed yet. They were unfiled material. So I've been, I've been working on that and my own stuff. And so I have a lot of other people's stuff. So Dr. Willie Smith. Well, what Smith, about Greenwood? Well, he's oh, doing sorry, the same thing, too. He's Barry. doing the same thing I am. Now, where's Barry? In South Carolina? No, he's in uh, he's in Massachusetts. Oh, Lord. He brought, in Connecticut, he, brought, Massachusetts. Uh, he brought a big, huge box of... Uh, UFO reports from Australia home, and he's been scanning those. Well, they belong in Australia? Are they? Do they belong to that? See, that's a different plate, is it not? I mean, how many? We got sure, seven but they, plates. Uh, they sent they sent a lot of their stuff to Kufos. So they um, wanted it under the center for UFO studies. Right. Okay. So so uh, he's been scanning that in. So that. That you know just it fattens up the files, and uh, I went with Lauren Gross down to uh, Florida, and I got Willie Smith's files. Yeah, that's where I am. I'm in the Panhandle. He was. uh, He's originally from Uruguay, so he's got lots of contacts in uh, South and Central America. So uh, he had a lot of files from that area. And that's and, where uh, – now, Jay Allen Heineck died back over in Arizona, right? Right. Phoenix. But he but – did they – did he leave Willie's – but he went down to Willie's before the operation or after the operation? Or What am I talking about? Did he have uh, he an operation? He was down there be- before and after. 
And like Willie but said, he, he have put an together. Oh, where'd that come from? Did he have an operation? I, what, what am I talking about? Yeah, he about? did have an operation. And he, okay. he was at Willie's before mm-hmm. and after. Huh. And uh, Willie said, hey, I, I put together this operating system. And Heineck told him how he wanted these cases to be put on the uh, on the uh, in the computer. computer, and Willie said uh, he told me what cases he wanted in there, and I did that for him. So do you? So you Willie's have getting original? old, and uh, we went down there, and he said, "Okay, um, I'm going to give you my files." took his files, and uh, uh, Lauren Gross and I, and uh, so, so some of the scanning I'm doing here is actually Willie Smith's files, and uh, wow. Heineck gave him some files, so I'm doing some of Heineck's files, too. Well, how do you keep them? But I have Heineck's files also from Pufo's. There were some boxes of files that Heineck, you know, like Heineck said, working papers on them. So I brought them here. I brought them home, and I've been working my way through scanning those. So a lot of material is um, scanned, and then it goes to uh, Dave. And uh, uh, you know why you have kids? Well, they wanted me to have you, somebody in the, I don't know, out there in cyberspace land, I guess it's the intelligence community, gave me UAP associates, and I was like, what? Like, I was, it just came through, whoever those people are, <laughs> that handle government contractors, because I'm not employed by the government anymore. Neither is Jan, neither is Mike, but Michael. So uh, we're all civilian, just volunteers helping to admin on the outside of, uh, when we can. And Mike has a full-time job. And Jan and I are retired, so we're doing these oral reports. At least let you guys know if you want them that people are out here trying to organize others. Now, we have a big, huge industry that Michael Woods is going to help us in social media he came into the picture about eight years ago, helping in social media, Dr. Bruce McAbee, Jan McAbee, and there's a lot of video companies putting them on videos and on YouTubes. Now, each person that's doing the latest, what is the government going to do with the UAP or Space Force? Now, that there, as far as I could get from that little dog and pony show on television, they said they were going to keep all the Air Force, so I guess the secret Space Force or the – well, I guess we're calling it Space Force, part of the Air Force and Navy too, right? Is under the intelligence, uh, I guess, what would you call them, Admiral Haynes and the 16 intelligence divisions, agencies, whatever. All those in the Space Force will keep strictly aerial phenomena collected by government personnel only. Is that what you – understand and all the associations in the internet outside of government issued personnel meaning in uniform folks okay enlisted officers you know our top gunners navy you know out there so jan 
who's controlling all the civilians out here in Internet land if I were splintering the Internet? Uh, I, I don't know. It's all voluntary. So, you know, people do what so they want thought. to do. Yeah, there's right. no... Uh, I mean, Kufos is not really a growing concern anymore. It's more like a uh, repository. Uh, MUFON is still investigating cases, but uh, Kufos isn't anymore. We were way behind uh, I, I mean, MUFON, uh, every state. I, I mean, I get contacted by Mark Rodiger all the time, and he has uh, he has cases that he wants me to look into, or Barry Greenwood or uh, Brad Sparks. Um, and we look into those. We look mm-hmm. into those, but that's not our main function. Is our main function is to scan this stuff. So, so uh, yeah. We've, uh, um, and you know, some of these old guys, they don't feel like they they need to worry about not talking about stuff anymore. So. Um, I just oh, I just sent I, I just up, sent huh? a few uh, <laughs> I just sent a few files off people that said well you know uh, um, don't mention my name because I was on active duty when this happened and now this guy says well I was on active duty when it happened but that was uh, uh, thirty forty years ago so I don't care if you mention my name because I'm not going to be here much longer so, right so we have all those so people. That's a, and, and like what I said, sometimes sometimes you have a rapport with people because um, uh, this one guy, uh, uh, Rodiger, asked me to investigate this case in New Mexico where there was a landing at uh, Ora Grande, Grande, and uh, uh, this guy was a battalion adjutant and. Uh, well, I told him, I said, yeah, you know, I, I had been an adjutant when I was in the uh, in the Army. I said, but I got one that uh, you, you're not going to find too many enlisted people that have been adjutants. And he said, yeah, I never heard of that. And I said, well, I was an adjutant in a, in a unit that was commanded by a full colonel. And uh, he said, that is indeed... Uh, unusual so he was he was uh, happy to uh uh to give me his account because we had both done the same kind of a work and it was uh, you know it's just a, a yeah, way of breaking the, the ice I worked for the JAG too judge adjutant general in the navy and then they took me over to fort shaft is that way which fort which one's next to Great Lakes? Anybody know? Fort Hood, Fort Shafter. I've been on so many bases. I can't. I've slept 30, 40 years since then, like Rumpelstiltskin. Anyway, I had to go over and meet the uh, – who's in charge of the Army uh, investigation? Or I was working for the guy that ran the Army next door to the Great Lakes Naval Hospital. I don't know. Uh, uh, Counterintelligence Corps, CIC? No. Well, it's like – 
No, like the judge advocate general, then I would send them to D.C., right? We, I worked in the lawyer's office, which uh, – in the command – I always worked wherever I went for the commanding officer because I was in charge of investigations or clearance levels and all that. But I always worked, uh, you know, for the CO and the attorney. So, like yes, yeah, okay. but, but who uh, – I don't know who it is. I've forgotten, folks. I, I don't know how I'll ever get a book written because I can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so if we're not – that was while I was being trained in uniform. So when I got out of uniform, you know, released, I could do all the kind of stuff you do, cut the red tape, but make it handle for ACAR in each state, which we're getting back to again, is we're going to have all the states, the United States, and all the countries, but we're trying to work together in a database, I guess in the cloud. But I just tried to see how much it cost me. Basically, not even running. It was sixty-five dollars in less than got a week on three servers out of my house. So I was like, "Well, this is going to be expensive." So we're going to have to figure this out. So I think the cheapest way is for me just to do it like a blog in WordPress, and uh, every, you know, we do forty percent around the world anyway. I don't care what anybody says on you know what you can see, the people can see on their phones. So we'll just make lists, I guess, with links as to where we're putting all this stuff by country and then by state here in the United States because the United States is going to have to lead. That's just the way it is. English, American language, and American – we speak – I know they're talking about colonialism and how a lot of the uh, ethics and morals and cultures around the world will go away because of AI – well, what about UFOs, and what about those in space? You know, I know they say God didn't want us all to speak the same language. Therefore, we've got Babel, or the Tower of Babel. So, you know, what about the UFOs and the interdimensional talks? And a lot of them say interdimensionally they only speak ESP anyway. So we're going to have to talk ET talk to each other, which right now we've got to get into the AI or into the database, which – I was experimenting with Ben Pelham today, and it wrote everything for me instantly uh, and signed my name for me, by the way. And we were laughing because he and I were – he's 85, 88. Anyway, he'll be on Wednesday. And Jan, it's, it fixed him up a bill and told him what we did and sent it to him, and I didn't have to do anything. I was like – we were both laughing and signed my name. It, Teresa Jeanette Thurman Morris, four names out, and I sent it to him, so that was pretty impressive. So if we can get the AI to do it all for us, Jen, that'd be pretty good. But you still got to scan it into the AI before it can help, right? It's got to trash in, trash out, right? Tito or Geigo, garbage in, garbage out. So uh, if we're going to put what you've got, and you're trying to help get historically, so we'll have a history. You're doing – do you have – you're still doing 47 Forward called Project 1947. It's still an open database. Right, right, yeah. I'm going to be putting some stuff on there pretty soon. What about your Facebook? You're just doing open source articles, and I can grab those and re-put them sure, on. Sure, yeah, yeah. I just, I just uh, do postings every once in a while. All right. Well, if I have permission to – I don't. If it's open source on Facebook, uh, and 
anything, folks, that you're putting out there on the line is open source pretty much. But we have disclaimers and all that, of course. But uh, for the UFO HQ, and then we'll have clubs if you want to help us, fine. We've just got a $5 little business card thing ad for you, and then we're going to charge $25. But we'll put you out there to help. And then anybody that wants to volunteer, veterans, we really help, and we really need your help. And we know a lot of you took an oath of office, so we mm-hmm. understand that loyalty, trust, do and team building. And we've asked Michael to assemble our teams again. I'm a lead investigator. We put together five-man teams, but we need those in every state in the United States. Oh, and I promised a long time ago I'd help do this in 2008, and I guess I'll – get back in the saddle again a lot of people got burnt out and then we had 2019 and 20 now jan you were still on the road were you not collecting evidence or chain of command or uh you you write down that you got these from rice university and uh how do you do you have a stamp that you put on the paper for chain of command because i remember with captain mcdonald and when kathy martin and i we were all talking years ago we were redoing the uh investigation manual and i guess it needed to be done back then i don't know if they redid a new one or not but uh i dropped out for a while because my husband got sick so do you even know what investigate well maybe mike does mike you've been in since me and jan do they have a new investigate investigative uh manual you well, were- i've got a copy right here let me see when the last this this one was published uh thank you Thank you. All directors. The most recent one I have is the sixth edition from uh, January, well, September 2015. Oh, definitely. Okay. That's probably. See, uh, look on MUFON for me, Mike, on your computer. Can you get to it or you can't get to your computer? Look it up for me and Jan. Jan, you don't have the latest invest. You're not doing any invest. Yeah, you are. You still do investigations. You just said you did. <laughs> do you have anything? Or do we need to look up? It's due every what? What did we say? I thought it every seven years, eight years. Let's see. Yeah, it's due seven or eight years. So we're due to do one between now and 2024. So anyway, the laws have all changed, folks. We'll get with all the attorneys. I've got a meeting with a copyright attorney myself. But we'll get your chain of command. I know they did at least bring that out in the military side. But we will be training with our chain of command. And our forensic uh, – Jim Thomas has retired out of Texas, our forensic head on television and everything. So uh, regarding uh, heads of forensic departments, we'll work with – that now jan do you have the latest or do you still go by 2015 or is that the latest but mike's going to look it up everybody for the record today for hq is that the last book manual mine was like a hundred bucks back in 2008 maybe it was 75 (laughs) dollars i think it was 75 dollars i'm looking i'll let you know when i find it yeah well you can go and move on uh, folks, uh, it, it, uh, it's dot com, isn't it, Jan? That works. Should know the link. Oh, it's Anyways, I I do use either Kufos or uh, uh, Mufon. Uh, 
questionnaires depending on what I, you know, they uh, they all have uh, radar and uh, uh, sightings from aircraft and and things like that. So if I'm doing Does something George specialized Fyler? like that, I I use I may use MUFON's questionnaires. Well, let's get one for uh, the headquarters I, I do most for of my, all. Most of ahead, most Jim. of us, we, when we when Tom and I went on doing interviews, uh, we didn't use any uh, format because the interviews were like uh, oral history. Right. So we would it's talk to the to... guy. We would talk to the people um, about their. Uh, um, their life experience and some yeah, idea about who they are, and then we would talk about if they if they were um, if they were in the military or in the, the if they were doing um, investigations. We would talk about how they how they carried on their investigations, or if they had a a sighting, we. Uh, uh, Qualified we would we would just interview them. We knew which questions to ask. It, it you know we didn't need a. Um, well, we started training a long time ago, but then we had training the trainers, and then train the investigators, and then we had all the lead investigators, and we right, had right, a, right, 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 right. So yeah, Bigelow, so when did so you? So we could we could ask with, these people questions. You know, of course, when we're doing it. Quite a bit after the fact, you know, some things are not so well remembered. Well, most people um, don't want to do investigations. They just want to go into the events and hear what's the latest news or see the latest speakers. You know, that's more entertainment, educational entertainment. And, uh, you know, get together and have fun and a gathering of the people, for the people, by the people, and the flock. and all the believers, and you know how it all works. They're like Trekkies. So uh, are you? Is, is it in Las Vegas? Where's the MUFON this weekend? Let's talk about that. It's in, it's in Colorado. Oh, that's right. They moved it to, to Denver. Wasn't it, was it Denver? Yeah. yeah. Did I lose you? Did anybody? Or did I lose me? I I just looked it up. There is a seventh edition of the uh, Field Investigator Manual out now. It's available on the MUFON website for $120. Uh, Did they just do it? I didn't see when it came out, but there is a seventh edition. Good. Knew it was due. Good, good, good. All right. And, and where uh, can people well, get that? I would also recommend, though, for anybody that's interested in investigating UFOs, cryptids, or other phenomena, a book by Chase Kletsky called Admissible. I found that a very, very, very concise, very well-written book on the subject of investigating Paranormal, uh, cryptids, and UFOs. Say that again. And who's, who's the it's author? Admissible. Like admissible evidence in court? 
Does exactly, he explain? Exactly. Does he break down an investigation? Yeah, she 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 uh, she used to be one of the top people in Groupon. I don't think she's active with them now, but uh, she is. Uh, well, who are you saying? What? It's a she. It's a she yeah. that she wrote a book. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Jan, did you catch that? Did I lose Jan? Jan, it sounds like it. I know it. Well, let me spin the dial here and uh, see what's going on. Well, Jan? Hello? (laughs) Good old Connecticut. Let's see here. Well, it's not my board, so it must be Jan's phone. We have that at time to time, and he has to call back in, folks. Well, I know mine cut off right in the middle of things last night, and I had to call back right quick. Yeah, I've still got 37%. Uh, Folks, we need food, water, and energy to stay alive. We're trying to keep the headquarters alive (laughs) and the admin officer but I can't find Jan. Okay. Jan, you disappeared on me, dear. Was it intentional? Did you get bored? <laughs> you can't. You're one of the directors <laughs> and one of the orators and keeping us together all these years through all these acronyms. Jan, we got to keep Jan on the plane as long as he'll stay. Well, Mike, you're one of the young young ones in your 50s, dear, so... You hear us? We call you guys the young guys, right? Got yeah, I Jan's heard that. Jan, are you back? Jan, can I hear you now? Hello? Jan, I see your phone number, but and you're on. I've got you on. Yeah, but I was off for a while. That's weird. Yep. So I was well, talking about Richard on. Hayden, who was... I was talking about Richard Hayden, who was the uh, APRO assistant editor. All by yourself. And he had a lot of contacts out. in Latin America. Oh, they cut you out. Well, I didn't see yeah. it happen. I, we just couldn't hear you. Right. Well, so, do they not? Why are we at war or something? What's going on down there? I mean, why would they cut us off? Are you giving out? Who cares who your point of contacts are in the UFO business in Latin America? Somebody does. The intelligence community does. Okay, so what are they doing down there? Are they in the streets howling about they need more food and water? Or what? What's going on? Is that like Brazil or South America, Latin America? What? What part? What part of the little ball out here as the planet are you talking about? Let's go back to the plates, the country. She said Latin America. Hello? Jan, you keep disappearing. Can you hear him, Michael? Am I off? Come on. What's going on? No, you're still here. I, I can't hear him either. I heard him for a minute, and then he's disappeared again, it seems like. Well, he just... Somebody cut him off. Wasn't me. 
That's odd. Well, apparently, Michael, see what's going on in the world. I mean, should we have not advertised who we are today? Are we breaking some planet rule? <laughs> I don't know. Are we messing with the satellites or hyperlinks? Or, I told you, folks, we're just going to do the best we can putting the links together, okay, in cyberspace. We're building a cyberspace culture because the Internet Highway is getting pretty crowded, okay? And we decided since we don't necessarily need browsers anymore in smart homes or on our phones, you know, Alexa. Of course, we do like Lambda. Man, Jan, I don't know how we're going to keep Jan around if they're going to not let him talk. (laughs) That's not me, I swear, y'all. I'm in the communications business, okay? I'm from up there down here. Okay, let's try one more time. He's back. Okay. Jan, can you hear us now? Earth to Jan in Connecticut. Yeah, Jan yeah, Alder. I can hear you fine. I just keep dropping off here. I, I say a few things and I'm gone. <laughs> so I don't know if I got to say anything about Richard Hyden, but... Uh... Be careful what you talk about. Jan, you know too much. <laughs> yeah. We may well, have to kill I mean, you. One of the things <laughs> one of the things I asked him was did he have any contact with any official investigations in Latin America and he told me no. But he knew oh. a lot of people he knew a lot of people down there that do investigations on their own but not government investigations. Well, we won't reveal our sources, apparently. So, folks, if you want to be out public, then let us know. We'll be more than happy to help you if you're an investigator. But if you have to remain off the record, we were going to discuss that because that's what the guys like to talk to behind closed doors, okay? And they claim it's all having to do with national security. And national security, you want to explain that? Or, Mike, look it up for us. Look up uh, national security and what that means in investigations into the public because a lot of people were not trained in government. Our investigations are to know why we have men in black and why we have national security and nuclear codes. Jan worked around them. I was cleared, I guess. That's, you know, not none of my business right now. I have no need to know. And so, you know, we were all raised during these times because we had a lot of people that were defecting or giving out. I'll always remember the name Ames, okay? I can't remember his first name, A-M-E-S, but I know it affected a lot of clearances, and I had I got recruited back in out of country, come back to my country and help out. So that's how my life went. I was just starting to be a famous out-of-the-country person. That didn't last very long because something happened. It happened to me once before. They brought me in to be an air traffic controller all of a sudden. I had to go do the test, and, you know, okay, I'm like, what? I thought they had union people doing air traffic, and all of a sudden I was going to be in Memphis, Tennessee. I was there, a Memphis air traffic controller, and then all of a sudden I wasn't. I was like, would y'all make up my mind? You know, I was going from IS to AC, air traffic controller, to HM, and, in and out of country, I was like bouncing around like a ball, not knowing where they needed investigators. So, you know, I learned a lot of stuff. I, you know, just did. I, I could pass anything. They were really surprised when I could fly planes and do big trucks. The only thing I didn't drive was a train, and I was fixing to work on driving a train. 
my grandson did. <laughs> no, my son-in-law did. All right, Mike, what you got for us? Anything? Not okay, a lot Mike. about the only thing I've been able to find is national security is protecting the borders is really about all I can find. <laughs> all right, we Jan. Know we know there's more to it than that. But. Jan, you want to explain how they get away with going behind closed doors and why the people don't hear because of national security? We're <laughs> in intelligence in Germany because we're scared that other guys will find out what we're talking about, right? Well, of course you can't let the enemy know what you're going to do. So obviously you've got to keep it keep a tight control on the information. So, well, that's all it's about then. And so, uh, na- national is protecting the United States of America, folks. While we're in uniform and we take an oath to provide to actually protect our country from both foreign and domestic. Okay, that's anybody. So uh, So, when it comes to clearances, both Jan and I handled material, and we can explain that to you in the levels and compartmentalize. But now uh, it's all – we're retired, and all we can do is work on the outside and not in uniform. All we can do is work with the retirees and the volunteers and vets. American veterans. Okay, Jan. Well, how are uh, now? You want to explain? Uh, I need to get FOIA FOIA. Uh, I know that Greenwald uh, is making all around for the other big TV shows. Now <laughs> I've seen John doing shows and YouTubes and all kind of big shot shows. Now John's getting up there, folks. He, anybody that's been in our business that had good, you know, numbers on the internet. I I had me and a lot of people had 200 or more domains keeping them, and then we all were helping you know the big companies get rich. And so I was just talking to some people today. Now the countries outside are still buying the list for account executives. And anyway, we know the racket. You have to know that as a gumshoe or as a spook, and in the security and intel. So. We're uh, repaved the internet with different highways leading up to the big interstate highway of the World Wide Web. And of course, there's the underground. We don't keep up with that much. We don't have to keep up with the shadow government or Fortran or any of that anymore, the chatbots. Although there's a new one coming along in AI that's really working out well. So we'll see if Google is going to have more foreplay with the chatbots as to morals and ethics. But ours was always led by what was what we could say because Jan, remember, loose lips seek ships. I used to see that even in uh, on some of the ships that come into Pearl Harbor when I'd go and inspect or go on board the ships. I didn't see it on a submarine, but I did see it <laughs> on aircraft carrier. <laughs> Those are like cities, folks. They're huge. I've been very fortunate to be on some of the ones you see on TV, you know, USS Enterprise. But, Jan, did you ever see Loose Lips Sink Ship? No, just World War II stuff. No, nothing. Did have all kinds of posters all over the place. What did yours say about national security? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I I was in I was in my uh I was in one unit for almost four years before I actually knew uh what what the mission was. I mean <laughs> I had I had paperwork that told me what the mission was. But then one day we went out to this other place and we had a completely different uh, group of characters. I was always playing army. with administrators, folks. I always got yeah, the upper so, end. So, so I didn't That's know funny. what the what the the actual mission was until I went on this <laughs> this exercise. And, well, uh, so every time I thought it before was only phony. We were doing phony stuff for. Uh, over three years, I was doing phony stuff, and then I actually found out what we would do if there had been a war. And it was a completely different group yeah. of people we worked with. And uh, you were doing phony stuff. You were actually put a uniform on in our government and say you did phony. You mean you were doing training exercises, right? No, I mean, you were I was, training. We were. Well, I, I had a, I, I had, we had a German division that we were, we would practice with. Well, that was training exercises. After I'd been there for about four years, um, some of us went on a, uh, on a mission, and we met another group of. I'm not going to give the unit a whole group of Germans. And they said, this is the people that you're going to go to war with. Oh. I see. Yeah, I went, so I went out and we were doing. We were doing phony stuff. We were doing <laughs> rah, rah, ha, ha. Um, well, what I, <laughs> I actually was on a tank, and I was Navy. Yeah, we were, but I got yeah, to we were at tank. a completely different place in, <laughs> in Germany, and we worked with completely different people. <laughs> and uh, uh, well, so you don't I think Randall's <laughs> was funny, do you? So you for, believe for, for a <laughs> long, so for almost for over three years, I didn't really know where what I was going to do when when there was a war. I thought I knew what <laughs> we were going to do, but then I found out. Nope, forget that. <laughs> this is what we're really going to do. Okay, okay. Well, maybe you transferred to a different. <laughs> no, um, no, I didn't. No. We didn't transfer. We didn't do nothing. <laughs> I just really saw the real plans and the real, and we went out there and worked <laughs> with the people we were going to work with during the war, and uh, I got told these are these are the people that we're going to war with. And they were in well, a completely a people, different part of Germany, uh-huh. and they uh, they had a completely different mission to what I thought our mission was. Well, you were pre-Desert and, Storm. I was Desert Storm, okay? You were pre-Desert Storm then, right? I got to wear right. the Desert Storm ribbon. So, what, Robert, you didn't get a Desert Storm ribbon for playing real Desert Storm? I didn't go stuff? to Desert Storm. Bob, were you pre-Desert um, Storm? 
They, they, Mike, no. Mike they, was in I the did mix. not go to Desert Storm. I did not go to Desert Storm. I went, I stayed in Germany. The Seventh Corps, which was uh, the unit I was in, they went to, they went to uh, uh, Desert Storm, but I didn't. Yeah, my husband did. Uh from Germany to, uh, yeah, Kuwait, Iran, Iraq, all that area, with uh, Colin Powell, right? Before that was, uh, I've forgotten everybody. It doesn't matter now, does it? We're talking UFO business, so Lord of mercy, you cracked me up. Mike, you know what he's talking about because I asked Mike what he does in the Marine Corps. He's in the same time I was, 1893. Mike, when did you get out? Did you do Desert Storm? Did you get to wear the ribbon? That, that was after I got out. Uh, you were you're out before me? Yeah, I told you. I, I was in for four years. I didn't do I, I just, I just did my original time and got out. Yeah, but what, when did you get out? What's, it, what's your EOS, end of obligation, end of obligated service? What's your EOS? 86. Yeah, you're in the same time I was. Oh, you got out. Mine's 429.93, but I, re, I recontracted up in 94 in Fort Hood for eight years. I signed a leap year. They said for every year, technically, we can keep you for another Four years, so I had a 32-year contract <laughs> for a four-year. You said you did your four years. All right. Well, I guess Jan's the only one that stayed so long, but he got a lot of training, didn't you, Jan? Yeah, yeah. It, it was, to a certain extent, uh, the same thing in uh, in Korea. Uh, I was in the 4th Missile Command in Korea, and we were supposed to... um, A lot of the things I did was in support of foreign armies. And so we were in support of the 1st Rock Army. Army group. It was a huge, humongous thing. And um, General Hollingsworth would come up and see us, and he was in I-Corps group in uh, eastern Korea. And uh, and he said, um, and he would come up about once a year or twice a year, and he said, I want all the officers and NCOs to uh, come to a briefing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's a, uh, He's a four-star general, so you know we went, and he would uh, he would make light of things for a while, and then he said, "The reason I am here is to tell you that everything you have heard about what you're going to do during the war is completely false." <laughs> oh, no. And he said, training. That's right. He said. Go ahead. He said, if I, um, I have a plan for you guys, and it's not to go to Faroka, the first rock army. I am going to take you 
to my unit, and he said, if you get close to the western part of Korea, I am putting a battalion of infantry to block you from leaving. He said, you're mine then. And he said, I have, I have uh, missions for you to do in my area, and you will belong to me. And you may read all the things you want to, but you will belong to me, and I have, I have things for you. And uh, we were told several times we were going to deactivate, that uh, the Honest John was obsolete, and they weren't going to use it anymore, and, and it started sending people back to the States. And then Hollingsworth would show up, and he says, don't you guys make any plans of going back to the States? You're not going anywhere. And he said, uh, I will get replacements for the people that have already got somewhere, but you're not deactivating. He said, not as long as I'm in <laughs> Korea. I have I have a mission for you. So, okay. So what was your so, mission? Uh, that was... That was uh, uh, like Germany, although I, when I was in the Fourth Missile Command, I knew almost immediately that Hollingsworth had other plans for us. Well, gentlemen, we're going to hold the line for the United States of America, and we're going to do our products made in the USA, including uh, hopefully archiving and getting our information to the universities and libraries here in America, and uh, God bless America, folks, because here we come. So any of you volunteers out there, veterans, uh, Tennessee volunteers, talk to Michael Lee Woods, Connecticut. Please talk to Jan Aldrich. <laughs> but Jan is really busy going over to Wyoming, so I guess if you're in Wyoming and you see Jan Aldrich, Jan, we've got about five minutes. Now tell us uh, who is our point of contact in Wyoming for you. Or do, or do we don't have any way? We just have to wait till you contact HQ here in Mecca, UFO headquarters for Gulf Breeze, Florida. We're the HQ, not Roswell Museum, because Roswell has their hands full <laughs> with their museum and their television show. Roswell, be sure and catch that, you know, and uh, we're going to write our own scripts over here. <laughs> but we're working with Tennessee, Connecticut. We're the east side of Mississippi for all you writers. We got the writers of America on the east side of Mississippi and then I've talked to the writers of America on the west side of Mississippi and uh, we'll handle that out of California right now. That's all I've got on that side. So uh, we'll work on California and Silicon Valley and getting all this straight with all our servers and up in the clouds. But uh, now you've got New Mexico. We got our Ken is our our head Dude in charge at 80, going to be 80, folks. So uh, we'll be talking to you. I guess we're going to do a Zoom. So, Jan, will you be available for a webinar, seminar, something planned for we do a Zoom meeting with Mike? And Mike's going to tell us on the 29th how easy it is to go from UFO headquarters here in Gulf Breeze to Tennessee, where he's at, for the Ace Folk Life headquarters, and how we're going to share um, Facebook to YouTube and all that. So we're going to figure out how to do all this, Jan, so we can put you on television 
live streaming right here from American Communications Online. So are you willing to go on by October? At least we'll be ready by October. <laughs> we should have all our domains and links in and okay, yeah, our databases and servers. Be back by October. This is about my biggest last trip. This is just, I may make a few small ones, but this is the last big one, I think. Okay, well, I'm supposed to take the ACO club, all our ACO association people out there, uh, they're collecting all their tickets and their points on the cruises. I'm I'm not big on the ocean, although I was Navy. I've got to go on a cruise. Uh, tried to get out of it and lost a thousand put up. And now we're going. I'm going back out again. So thousand lost and got out of it. But my sister will pay a thousand to put me back in. Dang it! So I guess I'll take my Dramamine and get on a Carnival cruise in November to go support all our ACO Allied Command organizations and pulling us all together for the UFO HQ. And uh, Jan was the one that wanted to keep UFO and uh, Jan, uh, but Jan Maccabee, no, yeah, uh, Dr. Bruce Maccabee, we helped us with the UFO Association, knowing about all the old guys from MUFON and how we were all trying to work with all of them, FUFORs and, and NICAP and KUFOs and MUFON. And then we had all the deal with Jan uh, Tarzan. And uh, after that, we said, I was already talking to Jan on the back end for training the trainers in uh, California headquarters over there. But they had the directors meet, and I think Captain McDonald took back over. So that's great with me and all those great directors. So We'll be more than happy to keep doing public relations work uh, around the United States of America with Jan Aldrich and Mike Woods and art, culture, education. We do science, technology, engineering, math, history, folk life, and we are orators. Jan, what's the name of your history group outside of our ace folk life for the United States of America? Don't you have an international historic or just you invite Spain and Italy uh, over sign, to yours? Sign, uh, sign historical group. S-I-G-N, like Signal Corps? Right, like, like Project Sign. Wow. How, who named it that? Did you guys meet together and come up with, uh, like we well, just decided you Wendy, Wendy Connors. Wendy Connors had... Uh, uh, project sign, uh, um, project sign, um, history. And, uh, so we, we took her, her name, the name for her group, because, you know, sign can mean a lot of things. It can mean like project sign or sign of the times or, Sign in the skies and things like that. So we—that's how we got the sign historical group. Okay. Well, folks, we have the UFO Association, ACO Association, Allied Command Organization is for all of it. Doesn't matter if you're in uniform or out. But I think the government would prefer you guys in uniform to talk to the Secret Space Command. So we're the volunteers on the outside working, and then the retired. We have still have the retired. Officers, and then we have those from the Human Resource Management and HMO and uh, OPM, and you know all the old post office guys like Jan and Thompson, Jan, uh, Janet Lessons' brother. Is it Bill Thompson? I think it's Bill William Bill Thompson. 
But we've got all kind of government old guys, and uh, some of them were actually men in black. I was a woman in black. I didn't think they existed till they showed them to me in my while I was on my polygraph, still hooked up, uh, in Langley and Tyson Corners area, if you know what I'm talking about. We'd, they'd follow us, and we'd turn around and follow them. Same thing I did in my training in San Antonio where we uh, did training in and out of retail, you know, following spooks, a lot of fun, learning how to be a non-official cover, not person. It was a lot of fun when I was a little girl, but now I'm a big old lady. So we're the old guys and the old women. And, you know, I've been hearing a lot of talk from Canada and North America about he, she, he, he, she, it, we, you, they, and the professional pronouns. But in our volunteer group, you can be anything you want. And, uh, you know, we don't care what you are. We're going to follow the government rules. And so all things allowed by law. Any last words? We need to uh, make sure people know if they heard you uh Jan Aldrich and Mike Woods. Jan Aldrich, you go first. Jan, Project 1947 at what? How do they contact um, you? Well, it, uh, the website is uh, project1947.com, and that's got... Uh, <clears throat> Hundreds and hundreds of documents on it, UFO documents, and uh, um, my my email is project nineteen forty seven at earthlink dot net. Earthlink, yeah. Uh, like I say, the web website is uh, is dot com. All right, project1947.com, and I guess I'm going to go ahead and open up another database just because I've got some long-name ones. American Communication Online is so long it won't fit on, but that was the words we came up with years ago. We have UFO Association. We came up with .com years and years ago. I've still got that, got .org. I've got UAP Associates. I've got UFO Associates, and I'm going to give – uh, we have Ace Folk Life, but I've taken all that stuff down over the years, and it's still up on YouTube's, lots of YouTube's for marketing, digital marketing, but we're starting all over again, folks, and Mike's going to help us with the directories, I hope, or anybody else out there, if you're a volunteer, you don't have to be military, you don't have to be a veteran, it just helps because then we know what you're capable of and what your training is, Uh and you took your oath of office, so we just know that we've we're all worked in teams, and we recognize that because we've all been through boot camp. Unless you've been initiated and been through it, don't ask. <laughs> you don't. If you got through boot camp, and even if you didn't, we still want you. But uh, veterans, please help us out here. And uh, we're returning to the airwaves because a lot of people just don't want to show up. They'll say, we'll talk on the radio, but we're not going to go on video with all the people out there. A lot of people are walking in fear, and we want to distill that, but we still want to be safe in the Internet. So we're working on security. Jan's done security intelligence. Mike has at the Marine Corps, and I've done it. So we're just saying we'll be here as volunteers to help you. We're going to keep holding the line. I want you to use your voice. Please vote November. Get your word out, and uh, we don't care how you vote. Just vote. 
And uh, Jan, God bless you. I won't hear from you until you get to Wyoming now. Is that correct? Okay. Thank you. You'll be back. Uh, you're going to call me about next weekend or next Friday, or you want to do Saturday? Yeah, yeah, I'll call, yeah. Saturday would be better. All right. Can we keep six to eight? Mike doesn't know if he'll ever work or not, but i got to hold the line. I said I'd come back and do this July 4th. Mike pledged his soul to me, or to the devil. I'm not sure. <laughs> Mike. Mike's Mike's holding holding the the flagpole for me, aren't you, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, Jim. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So yeah. All right, we're here to support yeah, so you, Jim. There's Jan, only remember. a short time I can uh, work in the archives. It's from about nine in the morning to four in the afternoon. Well, you're the boss. And when I, know when you, I get back to my hotel room, I'm going to do other stuff. All right. Well, yeah, you did yeah, some good so, stuff in that uh, hotel Saturday room. Saturday is fine because, like I said. Gotcha. I can't use the archives on the weekend, so. I gotcha. Okay. Well, we appreciate all that you're doing seriously, folks. Uh, I'm trying to do the best I can to lead with my heart and mind together. Get that oxytocin going, folks, and move that rhythm. Put on some good music. And dance your little feet away, and let's lose weight in America. Let's get our bodies rolling and feeling good. We'll be back here. Jan, okay, I'll talk to you next Saturday from Wyoming, okay? I'm going to let you go and uh, look forward to you coming back next Saturday. And Mike and I will Mike will hold the flagpole and have questions ready, folks. And if you all want to know, just Mike's going to take your name and number. I got some to give him today. I haven't given to him yet. I've started. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll we're going to make you a list, and we'll have who's who first. And then under that, all you people that want to be with us, we'll definitely put you on our directory. Thank you, Jan. Look forward to next week. I got your phone number, okay? Call me okay. if you need me. I'll be right Bye. here at HQ. Go freeze. Thank you. All right. Folks, I'm going to play a little something to get us out of here let Jan go. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to play Top of the World. Mike, you got anything yeah. you want to say before you leave? Got any words of wisdom? I uh, don't have any words of wisdom, but it has been a pleasure as always, and looking forward to the next one. Well, thank you, my friend. All right. Well, Not one, we're doing As far as I know, we will be doing this again Sunday. Doing something anyway. <laughs> All you UFO fans out there, this is TJ Morris, top of the world to you. Here we go. See you, Mike. Good. Coming true, especially for
heaven that I live. I'm on the top of the world looking down on creation and the only explanation I can find is the love that I found ever since you've been around. Your love put me at the top of the world. You sign, but yeah. what do you still do? What do you still doing here? <laughs> I was listening to the song. I mean, I can hang up now. <laughs> well, thank you. That was me singing. Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get off now. I'll talk to you later. Well, let me ask you something. I've got uh, I've got something I want to talk to you about. Nutanix. Uh, I shut Vulture down today because I was worried about the high cost of uh, the three servers, two on this side of the Mississippi and one out in Silicon Valley. But uh, it was running the ticker tape up pretty big on my company. So can you help me figure out our numbers on uh, this UFO headquarters? Because I'm trying to save everybody money. Are you a good figure man or no? Are you lousy with numbers? I'm pretty good with them. Let's talk about that off the air. And oh, you want to call me? I'll get, I was planning on it. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought maybe Sunday was it. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll see you Sunday right here for our spiritual Sunday go to meeting with Pastor Michael Woods. And we won't cuss, we promise, drink or drug or smoke, or nothing. We're like real clean livers. you got a clean liver, don't you, Mike? I do, too. <laughs> clean livers. Oh, I don't know what it is. 
I'm in rare form, Mike. I don't know, but I really need some help, folks, financially uh, with the numbers on how to save money on this Internet because, man, it takes some money to run these associations on a shoestring. I'm running out of shoestrings, Mike, so help me out here. But, folks, if you want to help us, you you can do blog talk radio. Oh, wait, no, that's uh, oh paypal.me forward slash TJ Mars ET radio. That's paypal.me forward slash TJ Mars ET radio. So you can get the message out that we are going to help everybody. We're going to try to get all these social media people out there that are just putting all their notes and stuff in, you know, helping each other on Facebook open source. And, but uh, some of them want to be in our who's who directory. So Mike will do it uh, 195 countries and then, Oh, I think we may have to start with the United States in 2022 to 2024. So, Mike, you're you're going to call me, right? Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, all right. Honest, we're really going this time. Okay, honest, folks. We just I thought we weren't going to be back till Sunday. Okay. Good night, Mike. Oh, call me. Good night. Bye. Need everybody's help. Just me now.